previously on ImpTab Avatar. After having taken some time to teach Kiyumi about a little bit of ice bending and Kiyumi teaching Zaya about a bit of plant bending, our group all reconvened up in a tree with Jetsune for a little bit of a powwow. Jetsune sat everybody down and talked about kind of the emotional state of the group, where everybody was at, how everybody was doing. And as part of this conversation, a certain amount of reconciliation came between Amar and Jetsun, some forgiveness moving towards once again gelling the group together, though Zaya still, it seems, is fairly overcome by some inner turmoils that she has not quite been ready yet to share with the others. But they all gathered together with Kiwi to do some planning and decided they were going to go pull some pranks on Rook and Maruto. Here is kind of the major gist of it. They taught all of these swamp benders how to bend ice and decided they would build a large ice dam to drain out the portion of the swamp in which Rokin and his team had taken up residence. And that would give them a bit of an advantage when they went in as the strike team while all the other swamp benders held the dam up in place. So what's going to happen now that we have everybody in on this plan? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, backyard pumpkin picker. McKenna Steele, chicken noodle soup is good for the throat. And Christian Randall, anime binge watcher. Man, we got some exciting stuff going on amongst our group here, it sounds like. We picked 16 pumpkins from our backyard today, and the boys were very excited. They even made me carve one, even though it is unspeakably early. It's not even (laughs) October yet, but yeah, we had to carve one. How heavy was your heaviest, do you know? They're small pumpkins. We grew, like, small and sweet pie pumpkins, actually. Cute. So they're not very big, but still carvable. I love that. Excited for that pie, though. Yes, never too early to start getting ready for spooky season, uh, especially when maybe you can get some nice warm beverages to soothe a sore throat. Oh my gosh, yes. Guys, send all the good vibes. It sounds so rough. I think it'll be done by the time this comes out, but we open Little Women on Friday as of recording this, and my throat is just very tired, if you can't tell. (laughs) Well, we have the excuse of Zaya's sadness to let you uh, not need to talk as much if you want to. Yes, correct. (laughs) But speaking of Zaya's sadness and just all the crazy stuff that's going on here in the swamp, we're going to kind of cut forward a little bit. You guys uh, have been traveling through the swamp. You've got all of the swamp benders behind you and up kind of in the front ranks with you. You've got Kiyumi, you've got Rui Pan and Mama Millie there as well. It takes a while to get used to kind of the movement of going up and over the logs and through the muck and whatnot. But after a while, you kind of pick up the rhythm. It's almost like how in Dune, you have to step weird to avoid the sandworms. <laughs> but you eventually start hearing off in the distance this plunking kind of strumming noise almost you come up over a little rise and you can see there is in fact this little dip down below you just like kumi explained it's kind of a clearing there's no trees in there and just this very kind of janky looking ramshackle stilted hut that's been built up on the water there 
and looking down, you can see out on kind of the porch area of this hut, you see the man himself, the <laughs> malcontent, oh, the no. ragamuffin, <laughs> sprawled out on a reclining deck chair, wearing his floral print shirt and his <laughs> short pantaloons, a pair of sandals kind of hanging off of his feet. And there are two other individuals who are seated just a little way off from him. One of them has a stringed instrument that he's strumming. I believe it's called a pipa, kind of a Chinese lute sort of instrument that he's strumming on. The other guy has like some logs that he's beating on. And they appear to be performing for Rokin. The guy with the pipa's all like, oh, pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. Wonderful. And Rokin is sitting there. He's got a glass in his hand maybe you could call it a glass. It's like a section of bamboo that he chopped the top off of and goodness knows what he's drinking out of it, but he's just kind of sipping there out in the sun. That sounds so nice. Man, you guys, it has been a while and I had forgotten just how odious that guy is. He is just the worst. Look at him. He's terrible. He makes me a little ill, honestly, just looking at him. All right, you guys have your plan. I'm going to do mine. I jump up and I boldly walk down towards what? the group what? and uh, is the begin calling out, Hello, how do you do? <laughs> and I would like to clear insecure by taking a foolhardy action without talking to my companions. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. So you start traipsing your way down into the clearing. And at that point, Kumi and Rui Pan look at each other and are like, uh, the dam, the dam, quick. And uh, all of the swamp benders go rushing off to an area that's kind of up, upstream, upflow, place where they can build a dam and it'll stop the water from getting into this area. <laughs> Upsog. Yes, Upsog. <laughs> and Kiyumi looks at Zaya and Amar just like, what on earth is he doing? I don't know. He's never really done this before. He's been really weird lately. I, I can't speak for him. I have no words, uh, but he's doing that. And you know, part of every good prank is sometimes a distraction so he could be the distraction so Jetsun, just one thing i'm going to ask you for as you well you know give your narrative first and then we'll uh react based off of that absolutely i'd like to come out and say hello yes how do you do i seem to have lost my way i'm not used to this swampy area and you all seem like some very decent people. <laughs> and I have to kind of swallow my words when I say that about this odious man. <laughs> uh, I hope you don't mind me interrupting your song. It's quite a lovely ditty. You're wearing your poncho right now, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, that's where uh, this move is going to come in. Jetsun, I'm going to have you push your luck to see if you're lucky enough that maybe Rokin didn't see anybody wearing a poncho the first time he went to the library. Gotcha. Because we know that he interacted with Zhang Tao and Yung Tao but they don't wear the ponchos. They wear like guard getups. So it's possible that he hasn't seen the poncho before. Okay. See, I was really hoping to roll with trick because that's why I cleared insecure, but I am still guilty. So I have a minus two to pushing my luck. So let's oh, see how no. this goes. Oh boy. Pushing my luck. I roll with passion. I'll say before you roll, let's make this a consensus sort of situation. <laughs> do you think Jetsun is pushing his luck or do you think he is tricking Roken? Because I could see it going either way. Oh. Oh, I could too. The player intent is trick, 
but I'm definitely wearing my poncho. I wouldn't have thought to take it off. That's more of pushing your luck. And that is more pushing my luck, which I have a minus three to. Oh, that's so rough. While I have a plus one to tricking someone. Yeah, but you charged your dice, so I don't know why you're even questioning. You're right, I charged my dice. Pushing my luck in real life too. Let's go. All right. So that is a seven <laughs> minus three. It's a four. Beautiful. All right. You come traipsing in. Roken lowers. He's got like, not sunglasses per se, but you know, like on the day of black sun, they have those <laughs> yeah. eclipse goggles. Yes. yes. He lowers a set of those and he sees the poncho <laughs> and you see his limbs kind of flail for a moment before he writes himself. Uh, so he definitely has recognized that you are from the library, but I'm still going to give you the opportunity to trick him to see if if maybe you have some way of convincing him that you're not like here to get him. I like that. I was going to say tricking feels like depending on, you know, that depends on what you say next. Yep. So what I say next, I, I see his reaction and I kind of glance over my own self and ah, poncho. <laughs> right. Yes, I am afraid I've been lost for quite some time now. I'm trying to make it back to uh, where I live, but it's been, oh dear, almost a year since I've been home. So just out of the loop, uh, really kind of turned around in my old age. <laughs> there we go. That's a good trick. Go ahead and roll to trick Roken. Oh, I didn't charge my dice in between. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a 10. Oh, Ooh. booyah. You get to choose two of the following. Either he stumbles, take one plus four to acting against him. He acts foolishly. I tell you what additional opportunity he gives you or he overcommits and is deceived for some time. I'm going to choose that he stumbles. And when it's take one forward to acting against them, is that just me or everybody? Uh, I'll say just for you, since you're the only one who's actually deceiving him at this point. Okay, I'll still take that one. Uh, he stumbles, I'm gonna take that plus one moving forward. And then I will also say that he acts foolishly. All right. Uh, I want to see what other opportunity comes from that. Yeah, you come in here with this. You say that you haven't been home in a year and instantly you see him kind of like melt down into the chair a little bit. <laughs> and uh, his brow was getting a little bit more damp than it was before when you first showed up. <laughs> but he looks up at you and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, man, it's weird that you found it here because I came here because this is a place that people don't seem to find uh camellia camellia come come we, we got a guest we got a guest let's be hospitable and you hear footsteps coming from inside the hut very quick kind of agitated footsteps and you see this figure come walking out the sort of curtain almost like they tried to make bead curtains but they just have like vines with rocks tied up in them <laughs> those be good weapons <laughs> she sweeps them aside and comes walking out She's kind of like the avatar equivalent of like mansion trash almost. <laughs> she's got these very high sandals that she's wearing. She's got her face all made up and her hair kind of tied back very tightly. Uh, she looks to be of Earth Kingdom descent, but she steps out and uh, she's got an irritated look on her face and says, Roken. I can't believe we're still here in this horrible place. I've been bitten by five mosquitoes since you got outside here, and I don't think, I don't want to be hospitable to myself here, let alone be hospitable to this, this, and she turns and sees you, this turtle over here. <laughs> I love turtles. Thank you. I'm sorry about the bugs, and you seem to be rather warm, my moist friend. Let me help you out. I'd like to air bend to like get a nice air current to keep the bugs away from her 
and to dry him off as much as I can. All right. Roll to rely on your skills and training. All right. Luckily, I'm not troubled, so I don't have anything to that. And while this is going on, um, we haven't pulled this out in Avatar Legends before, but there's something that you'll see in a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse games called using a progress clock. You take a circle and you divide it up like a pie almost into a number of different sections, and you mark down the different ticks of the progress clock to reach a certain goal. So in this instance, I've made a four clock, a clock with four sections, and when all of those sections are filled, that will mean that the swamp, this area, has been drained out sufficiently by the rest of the swamp benders. And so you can tick one of the sections of that clock by having a significant success. So let's see how significant this success is here. Gotcha. Yeah, my acting brashly and moving down here was hopefully to distract them with my presence and conversation so they didn't notice it draining. So let's see if I can do anything to help that. Indeed. It's the same number on the dice. A two and a two. Oh, boy. So that is a four. So oh. I don't know what happens to the wind. Might be too strong. Might be too weak. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> you whip in a burst of air, and you're kind of taken aback by how just incredibly disgusting this man is. The closer you get to him. <laughs> so you gust the air towards him a bit too forcefully, and you send a spray of sweat all over his girlfriend. Oh. And she just starts shaking with rage and you can hear a jangling. You see she's got these big sashes that she's wearing around her waist and each of them is weighted down with like a heavy metal ring, very ornamental, but also very uh, heavy, very heavy rings on the ends of these. And they're kind of jangling as she's shaking and she's like, Roken, what is this man doing here? And why is he not leaving my house right now? I'm so sorry. I'm just a doddering old fool. At least that's what my grandkids tell me. <laughs> oh. We're going to let Jetsoon stew for a little bit, and we'll go back up to Amar and Zaya. Well, he seems to be getting on swimmingly. Look at that. He's doing great. Maybe we should involve him in more pranks more often, I guess. He looks like he's doing great. <laughs> he is so good at this. We didn't even know. Hidden talents. This is what it looks like to be good at pranks? Okay, this, looks, this is what it looks... Yes. <laughs> Man, this is going to be easier than I thought. You know, he's good, but you just might be the best there ever was or something. Oh, we'll have to see about that. I've got a good feeling about you. But, I mean, okay, we're, we've got a distraction. What are we going to do? we got to make advantage of this time. Okay, so let's go ahead and start getting everybody set up. Kayumi, I think I've got an idea of what you could do to really pull a really good prank on top of what we're already doing. She kind of straightens up her back and is like, all right, okay. It's my turn. What you got for me? The way you walk with those plant vine tentacle things, I think you could pull something real good because this man, he looks like he, he likes to make people think he's not scared of anything. But I bet you could make something with those vines and plants that'll make him quiver in his boots that he'll just run. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. And she looks down at the area where the water, it's so, sort of starting to recede, hasn't been receding very quickly, but she's like, okay, if I can get in there soon enough, then I can make use of the water cover. Okay, I think I've got an idea. And she reaches out and she grabs uh, some very wide leaves. They're not really fronds per se. They don't have lobes. It's just this big wide leaf. And she bends a couple of them around her head, almost into like a helmet. And she slips down the side and she's like bending the plants around her to keep herself hidden. And she slides down into the water completely unseen. 
Well, that was cool. Yeah, she's a natural. I mean, I don't think I have anything I could teach her, honestly. I mean, I ice was pretty good. That's a good thing to teach. True. Okay, so we got her doing that. We've got them draining the swamp. Speaking of ice, what if when she's going down there to scare him, you need to, like, ice under his feet or something so he will slip and fall? That's good. I mean, we still need to talk to him, so we can't, like, fully lose him. That's right. So maybe we take out the other two? Yeah, let's do that. And then that really just leaves this disgusting man and his little boo thing I see over there. He's so gross. Okay. Let's go take out those other two little music players. All right, so you guys begin moving into place. Let's switch back over to Jetsoon. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm just... What brought me here is uh, I'm studying. Apparently there's very powerful and sometimes dangerous spirits that roam these swamps. And I was trying to make a compendium of sorts to categorize them. So you are uh, once again trying to trick these guys, it sounds like. They do not necessarily care what you think at this point, so it's not going to be plead. So once again, roll to trick these NPCs. Uh, They don't care about me. (laughs) That's a 10. All right. So once again, you get to choose two of those options. Can I stack my forwards? Interesting. I'll say you can do that. Okay. (laughs) A plus two would be nice to have in my back pocket against this guy for one important roll. So I'm going to take the plus two forward now. And I'm going to have them overcommit because I already got lucky that one time with that extra thing. But now I'm going to just hopefully have them really spooked about these spirits. I'm going to have them overcommit and be deceived for some time. Yeah, so you already got that opportunity of like, oh, his girlfriend doesn't like being here. Hmm. And now she just doubles down on it. And she's like, do you hear that, hun? Spirits. Terrible spirits. We've been hearing <laughs> things out there in the wilderness this entire time, and I've been trying to tell you there's gotta be ghosts around here. I mean, Washa and Vinny, they still haven't come back from their from their attempt to like they went up foraging for fruit and they haven't showed back up yet. Oh, I, your friends went looking for food. His brother, he is not my friend, okay? I, I apologize for the misunderstanding. I thought such a beautiful and lovely woman as yourself would be friends with everyone. Uh, but I understand there are those beneath you. I am friends with those who are kind to me. And my friend Washa, she is the most delightful person you ever did meet. But Vinny will not stop trying to get his greedy little mitts on her. Oh, he sounds deplorable. <laughs> I do hope that they're both okay with the dangerous swamp swallower out there. Her hair kind of like starts to stand up on end almost <laughs> and Roken's like don't worry babe my brother he may be odiferous and cankerous and all that <laughs> stuff but he can handle himself out there in the wilderness it's just a family trait but yeah she turns towards Roken and says all right if you're not going to listen to this man this man he's a spiritual person right you see that arrow on his forehead you don't get that without having some wisdom is that right is that right honey well that is what they told me when they gave it to me yes exactly You grow old and you become wise. That's how it works. This person says that there's ghosts and spirits out there, and I think we need to leave as soon as we can. And Roken looks up at her and is like, We just got here. The temperature's great. I haven't even finished my drink yet. They interrupted my personal concert. And he points over at the two little thugs and they just kind of wave over at you. (laughs) How about we compromise? I can help finish your concert momentarily, and then we might be able to discuss uh, working together to get out of this place. It's, I've been turned around a little bit, so I would love to assist each other in getting out. Yes, yeah, speaking of assisting each other, let's hop over to Amar and Zaya. What are you guys doing? I figure we just take out the thugs. That's a good idea. Let's see if we can sneakily incapacitate them somehow. 
That's a terrible thing to say. Do they do they look like I could distract them with being a woman? <laughs> uh, roll to assess the situation. Okay, I'm gonna roll my charged dice. It's a nine. So you get to ask one of the questions, and those are, what here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way out, in, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? What here can I use to get these thugs away from broken? Yeah. You look at where they're sitting on this platform, and the entire thing's kind of rickety, um, not the most stable structure. You figure that maybe this sort of fat cat mobster didn't exactly do a lot of construction work back when he was living in the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah. And you see there's kind of this porch that they're on. There's a few sections of it with stilts holding it up. And the area where the two thugs are sitting with their instruments, the pillars, the supports holding up that portion of the porch seem to be especially rickety. Amor. Yeah. I think I know what we can do. Do you see those little pillars holding the structure up? We need to knock those out. I wonder if I can use some of that plant bending or something. Yes, you should try it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no. Do no, it. I'm gonna try. Go for it. It's gonna you got be great. This. Okay. You got this. It's gonna be great. Water whip. Okay. So I'm going to try and use that to kind of crack the supports. All right. So we've got that going on on Amar and Zaya's side of things. Amar, was there any action that you wanted to take or just let Zaya kind of take the point on that? Um, If there's any way I could assist her at all, I'd love to do that. All right. How would you propose to do that within the fiction? That's a really good question. Um, I feel like I'm too far away. If I try to go over, I'll be noticed. I can't become one with the swamp like Kiyumi over there. Um, I'm going to just be really good moral support. Uh, I'm just going to be pumping Zaya up as much as I can. I know that she's had trouble with her bending, but just let her know, you got this. You can absolutely do this. You're the bomb. Don't worry. Okay. With that, uh, we could have you potentially use the help move, depending on what Zaya rolls. So this is where some things are going to kind of come to a confluence here. Zaya, we're going to have you roll to rely on your skills and training since this is kind of a new technique for you. But as you're doing that, this is when Kiyumi is going to choose to leap out of the water as kind of this plant monster. And Jetsune, I will give you the opportunity as well to decide if you want to do something in this exact moment of confusion as well. Yes, the, the pipe that I pulled out to play to join the musicians um, is a traditional airbender funeral pipe. Mm. I don't know if you are familiar with death whistles yes. from the Mayans. Oh, man. That is the sound it's going to make. It looks like an airbender appropriate instrument, but it will sound like a death whistle. All right. So we're going to give you an intimidate roll. Kiyumi is going to give you plus one forward with her appearance as this swamp monster. And Zaya, depending on how well you do to rely on your skills and training, that could give him an additional forward. So I guess Zaya resolves first. Indeed. Autobots roll out. Five. Wait, 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 wait. You're using the help action. Do I give you a plus one? You can mark one fatigue to give her a plus one. That still only brings her up to six. Though. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, I'm going to just roll a die over here. I know I'm not supposed to roll dice as the GM <laughs> for Avatar Legends, but sometimes you need to let the dice make a decision. Okay. On a failure to rely on your skills and training, you uh, do not gain what you were wanting. And I get to pull a move on you. 
So you're still not super familiar with plant bending, like you were able to do that whip, but it was a very aggressive kind of movement. And you feel like maybe you don't have quite the finesse, the control over these things that you were hoping you would. You start moving the vines in that direction, reaching them out, and something else is going to happen. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, we're going to paint a tableau here. Uh, Jetsun, roll to intimidate. All right, I take a deep breath as the other musicians begin to strike up their music, and I give an airbender breath out into this whistle. So this is intimidate? Yes. Okay, so I have a minus one to my passion. I rolled a one and a one on the <laughs> dice, bringing me to a one in total. Oh. I could use my plus two forward, but that would do nothing in this point. No. So I'm just going to say I rolled a one. Yes. Oh. you. I charged my dice. So you blow on the whistle. The musicians are taking up. They're striking up their music. Kiyumi comes leaping up out of the water, but from the other side of the swamp, behind her, Amar, you feel the vines tighten around your ankles Uh and they fling you through the air across the (laughs) water. You slam into Kiyomi from the back and you both go tumbling onto the porch and you look up in shock and Roken looks down and sees you looks between you and Jetsune, and even in his clunky old brain, he puts two and two together and knows that it's seven (laughs) and he turns to Camellia and says... Let's tussle, babe. Oh, no. So, it's uh, we're going to fight Roken, everybody. This is going to be fun. How many out of the four did we succeed on? Um, I'll say just due to the fact that you did take some time to do that, you have ticked one of those progress wedges of the clock. Uh. Uh, but that was a lot of failures right in a row there. So... Uh, we still have three left before the area will be completely drained of the water. Boy, howdy. Man, it's been a while since we've been in combat. Oh, yeah. All right. Round number one, first exchange. Would any of you like to defend and maneuver? I'll defend and maneuver. All right. Do we have anybody advancing and attacking? Oh, I don't want to. I'm scared. <laughs> <sighs> I do. I want to advance and attack. Okay. And evade and observe? I'll evade and observe. All right. So... We're going to be starting out with Amar and the two thugs. Oh, I forgot about them. When they see you show up and the hero can say, it's time to tussle, the one who has the loot flips it around and holds onto the neck of it like a club. And the (laughs) other one already had those two big sticks that he was drumming on like the logs and stuff with. They are going to defend a maneuver, but Amar rule with focus to see how many techniques he gets. That is an eight. All right, so you get to choose one of those techniques. While you're doing that, these guys are just going to ready themselves and they are going to assign themselves the prepared status so that they're ready to, they're just kind of like waiting to see what you guys do and then they'll be ready to strike when the time comes. Okay, well, I'm just going to seize a position and that position is going to be tackling them both because (laughs) I saw that the supports underneath are weak and I am hoping that the weight of an extra person barreling into them will break those and I'll probably go down with them but that's okay. I think if you want to break that that would be more appropriately a smash for advancing and attacking. Seize the position is more about just like positioning yourself somewhere around the battlefield. All right I'll take it. I'll take a smash. Okay so are we going to move you then to the advance and attack instead of defend and maneuver? 
sure. Okay, we'll let it slide this time, because it's been a while <laughs> since we fought. It's been a really, really long time since we fought in this campaign. Yeah, we haven't had combat since the fight with Taya. Yeah. Okay, so these guys are readying themselves. Now we're at advanced attack. We've got Jetsune, Amar, and Camellia. She reaches down and she grabs those sashes that have the huge weighted rings on the ends of them. I knew it. And she starts spinning them around. Uh-oh. Now, let's have Amar. Do you still have your previous roll by any chance? I do, yes. All right. So add passion to that instead. And then, Jetsune, you also roll with passion. Um, I believe since it's a group, I can roll with harmony. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Uh, yes, for fighting like dancing, is that what it is? Yes. I believe it says when you advance an attack against a group of foes or a foe who has previously defeated you, roll with harmony. All right. And since it's the or, I think I can roll with harmony. Yeah, go for it. I will use my plus two at this point. All right. What does that bring you up to? A 10 in total. All right. So you get two techniques or potentially a learned or prepared technique. I'm <sighs> oh, sorry, practice technique. I would like to use Breath of Wind oh. against Roken. Going straight for the big guns. I don't know if it's the right thing, but I'm going to do it. So he has to mark four fatigue or become stunned. So I take the death whistle, and now that we're in combat, I just take the death whistle and I use it as a focus for my breath, and I blow a powerful stream of air to knock him either stunned or down for fatigue. All right, and you know what he's gonna do? He, you blow this huge mass of air against him, and he kind of hunkers down into the deck chair a little bit, and like puts his arms up over him, and you did not account for the bulk of this man you see the sweat go kind of like flying off of him in all directions, <laughs> but he holds firm. He is going to mark those four fatigue. Oh man, wow. he's a beefy boy. Very beefy, but uh, four fatigue is nothing to scoff at. Amar, what did you roll? I rolled a seven. Okay, so you get to choose one of those techniques. I will choose smash. All right. Amar smash. <laughs> so you mark one fatigue to destroy or destabilize something in the environment, possibly inflicting or overcoming a fictionally appropriate positive or negative status. So you're going to mark one fatigue on yourself and you just like body slam onto this portion of the patio here. And I am going to give all three of you impaired as you go under the water. It's going to take a bit to get yourself back up into a fighting sort of position. Okay, that's fair. All right. Now, Camellia, she looks at you, Jetsune. It's like, did you just try to bowl over my boyfriend? And she takes those sashes and she swings both of them right at your chest. She is going to strike. And she also is going to mark a fatigue to force you to mark a condition. Nice. I like that. So how is Jetsune feeling in response to being thwacked by this very, very fiery girlfriend? Um, he's scared. He, <laughs> this is a powerful woman, and he is a frail little old man. All right. So you're at two conditions marked. Interesting, interesting. That does it for advance and attack. That brings us to evade and observe with Zaya and Rokin. Oh. So Zaya, go ahead and roll with creativity or harmony and also clear one fatigue. Rokin also is going to clear one fatigue. Um, That is a nine. Sweet. So you get one basic technique. All right. I am going to shift my balance, recenter myself amidst the fray, and I'm going to shift my balance towards forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's my turn. All right. So now Rokin, he is getting a sense of what's going on here around him. And Jitsune, he's got his eyes on you, like not necessarily like an eagle or like a hawk, but more like a hungry dog. 
and he's going to use Seek Vulnerabilities. Examine your foe for weak points. The next time you inflict condition or fatigue on them, you may also shift their balance. If you know what their principle is, then you may mark one fatigue to shift their balance a second time. <laughs> wow. Oh boy, oh boy. So he's definitely got his eyes on you. Yeah, you're not such a kind old man after all, are you getting lost? I bet Tong sent you here himself. You're right. The owl's wisdom knows no bounds. And he turns towards Chameleon. He's like, you see that baby? I was actually right. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of the first exchange. And I'll say at this point, as the blows have been passing, I'm going to take another section of the progress clock to drain the swamp. Is uh, Kiyumi, our good friend, involved in this combat at all? Kiyumi is involved in this combat. Kiyumi also would have done Evade and Observe, and Kiyumi is going to use Test Balance, Mark 1 Fatigue, to challenge and engage foe's balance. She looks at Roken directly in the eyes and says, What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> nice. The battle cry of the swamp benders. <laughs> and so, I'm going to ask what Roken's principle is, and he must answer honestly, looks down at her and just goes, Oh, swamp benders, I've been trying to avoid you guys. Ugh. And uh, Roken's principle is xenophobia. Oh, no. Ooh. He and the Earth Pig would have gotten along. Yeah. So you now know what Roken's principle is and could potentially use that against him. Now, before we move into the second exchange here, uh, would you guys like to do anything else or would you just like to start fighting again? I would really like to take a moment and just like Sherlock Holmes style assess the situation and like look around like, okay, if we can work together to get this done, we can we can still come out on top. Is that something I can do? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Oh, good. That's a 10. All right, you get two questions. Um, what here can I use to trap Roken? Interesting. So you can see that the water level is receding and the stilts are fairly high. It's possible that when the water has completely receded, you could trap him down there in the mud. Or if you can find some way to get him like hanging from underneath the situation here, because you see that there are vines and creepers that they've used to tie this place together. So you can maybe use some of those to your advantage potentially. Okay. And then just because I'm curious, I look between the two, uh, not the two bozos playing the instruments, but between uh, the two on the porch, who or what is the biggest threat? Uh, Camellia, she loves to attack, but just stats wise, she is not as powerful as Roken. Okay. Roken actually is mechanically the biggest threat here. Okay. I was wondering if maybe she was like a sleeper agent back there ready to just destroy <laughs> us and we weren't expecting it. Okay. Um, I will take a moment in between and use my squad leader ability, Guidance. I have assessed situation, and now I will quickly give instructions to my companions based on those answers. All right. Zaya, see if you can't get him underneath the structure and bring it down. Kiyumi, there's plenty of vines to hold him in place. Okay, I, I think I can do that. Yeah, Amar can't hear me. He's underwater. <laughs> yeah. So next round, would anybody like to defend and maneuver? Uh, yes, I would. All right. How about advance and attack? I will advance and attack. And evade and observe? I'm going to evade and observe. 
All right. So we're going to start with Defended Maneuver. That is Jetsoon and the Thugs. They are just going to seize a position. They're just going to claw themselves out of the water and pull themselves back up onto the porch itself. Well, there goes my plan. <laughs> Overcoming that impaired status. Oh, I always forget that these things just go in order. Darn it. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> now Jetsoon, roll with focus. All right, I've got a zero to focus, so let's see if I can do anything. Uh, I will actually say, though, real quick, Amar, if you want to spend one fatigue, you can block their seizing a position. Ooh. I will do it. All right. Um, so charging your dice is a myth. Just <laughs> putting that out there. Hear that, kids? Don't charge your dice. It doesn't work. Myth busted. Myth busted. I rolled a one and a two for a total of three. Maybe you just grabbed the wrong dice. Maybe, maybe I'm using the wrong dice. Um, I can still do something though, right? If I mark a fatigue or if I move my balance? If you shift your balance away from center, you can still get one basic technique. What do you think, team? Risk it for the biscuit. For the biscuit. I'm, I'm doing it. I am now at a plus two to my support and I'm going to use retaliate, getting ready for, I'm assuming a bit of an onslaught from Roken. All right, that brings us then to advance and attack. Zaya, let's have you roll with passion and uh, all the other NPCs are also advancing and attacking in this round. Oh dear. That's an eight. All right, you get one basic technique. I would like to strike. All right, which one you strike in? Roken. Okay, do you want to spend one fatigue to choose which of these things he has to mark? Yeah, I would like to inflict a condition. All right, so what does your strike look like? I am just going to go for roundhouse kick um, to the head. Oh, no bending even, you're just wow. kicking him in the head. Yep. <laughs> All right, I like the visual of this because like you were sort of on the outskirts, you chucked Amar, I imagine you like kind of coil the vines around your own legs and you just like shoot yourself all the way across, spinning like a top through the air until your foot just connects right in the side of his face. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like that brings in a lot of forward motion so it's got a lot of momentum behind it. Exactly. Really knocks him down. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good button. So narratively we'll actually have that finish the advanced attack. We'll have everybody else kind of do their stuff first and then we'll end with that. Sick. We're going to start with Camellia and Roken. They each are just going to strike it just soon. Camellia, once again, is going to just flail out at you with those big old rings on the ends of her sashes, slamming you backwards, forcing you to dodge. You feel yourself kind of getting winded, moving out of the way of all these. And uh, she's going to uh, let you choose what's going to happen. As far as a fatigue or a condition? Or shifting your balance, potentially. I'm just going to be troubled. There's something about this fight that's not feeling right to me. Things aren't going well. This might have not been the best idea or the best time and place to do this, so I'm troubled. All right. Roken, likewise, is going to be striking at you. Oh, she does take a fatigue because I retaliated. That's correct. So you managed to, like, at one point, sort of bop one of the rings right back towards her and smacks her in the forehead. <gasps> Leaves a big old mark between her perfectly threaded eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and she growls at you in anger, and Roken, seeing that, is like, oh, nobody does that to my girlfriend. And he is going to wick a bunch of droplets of sweat off of his brow, and as he does, he pulls them into ice needles <gasps> and is going to shoot all of them directly at you, just one after the other. Oh. He is striking. He's going to let you choose which of those effects happens. 
However, because he already sought vulnerabilities, whenever he conflicts a condition or fatigue on you, he can also shift your balance. And when he shifts my balance, he does it twice. Uh, he doesn't know what your principle is, so he's only gonna do it once. Okay. This is not going well. I, I'm i being pummeled. We haven't really seemed to do anything to them. I mean, we hit them first out the bat, but they seem to be hitting back harder. So I am now insecure and I move one more away from center, I'm assuming. Yes. So Jetsun, you have no fatigue, but you've marked four of your five conditions and you're at the end of your support track right now. Correct. Oh, man. One more shift and I believe... I lose my balance. No! That is how it works, yes. Even without the fatigue. I'm not tired, I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm just so stressed. Yeah, so you see all of this happening. Rokin and Camellia both just wailing on Jetsun like crazy. Kumi at that point is going to use her action to smash and is going to take a bunch of the vines that are holding up a portion of the porch and is going to reach out and wrap those around their ankles to kind of tie them down a little bit. Can't quite trap them yet, but they are going to be impaired, uh, which would make it a little bit easier for them to become trapped in the future. Nice. And so they feel the vines going up around their legs. They look down in shock, and Roken, right as he's looking up, a foot connects with his face, and Zaya has entered the combat. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of Advance and Attack, and back to Evade and Observe with Amar. So you're going to clear one fatigue, and then roll with creativity or harmony. All right. Charging your dice is a myth. <laughs> you hear that, kids? We've been lying to you this entire time. That's a one and a one. Man, we both rolled a one and a one this session. Goodness. Hey, remember two sessions ago when you both rolled double sixes? <laughs> you guys wasted it on that roll. Oh. Well, at least I got to clear the fatigue that I just did. Um... You know what? Can I spend a fatigue to do one? Is that a thing I can do? You can shift your balance one away from center to still get a basic technique. <sighs> Don't do what Jetsun did. He's a fool. He's almost lost his balance. I didn't even realize. I'm already shifted one away from center. Oh, I really wanted to trap these guys down here, but... Do it. Do I do it? Do it. Christian. They're still impaired because you blocked their Caesar position. You could trap them. I'm going to trap them. Yeah, I'm going to shift are. my balance one away from center toward control. Going to control these guys, and I would like to trap them. All right. Under the water? Not necessarily under the water, okay. but... Okay. I was like, that's very uh, PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> In it. We, you know, smash down into the water. There's a lot of debris and stuff like that. I just like to... I've already blocked them from getting up and getting out of the water. I just like to take some of the wood and slats and things like that and just kind of pile them on top of them. Make sure that they are good and stuck in the mucky muck down here. All right. Uh, one quick point of order with uh, these people having been impaired. Those guys would have marked one fatigue in order to attempt to even make that move in the first place. Okay. And you would have had to either mark one fatigue or take minus two to that roll. But you failed anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> okay, cool. 
So yeah, you just like, you, you've you got your tinkering mind back about you. You grab a bunch of these bits of debris and you know how to just like wedge them in just the right places. Whereas these guys are flailing to get out of the way. You just like pin one leg here, pin one arm here, and they're just completely trapped like amidst all of these vines and bits of wood and stuff. Cool, exactly what I was going for. That brings us to the end of this exchange. Anything else you guys want to do before we jump into the next one? Here's a mechanical question for you. Mm -hmm. Can I throw myself off balance on accident or on purpose? Why? Saying I want, if I want to call someone out, it says I have to shift my balance away from center. So right now I can't go any further away from center. So I probably can't call someone out. That's a good question. Because I know like if you don't have any fatigue, you can't willingly choose to make a move that would force you to mark a fatigue. So I'm going to rule similarly that if you would put yourself off balance, you cannot choose to do so. Gotcha. I'm not trying to do that just to my fellow players. I was, it was just a Christian's brain wanting to know details. I wouldn't put it past ya. That's literally what I was about to say. Um, I would just like to take this moment in between this exchange and look around at my friends and I'm breathing heavy and Zaya is relatively close to me, yes? Yes. Okay, I would like to put my hand on her shoulder and say, I believe that you all can do this. I, I, I can't do, I, I can't, no, I'm sorry, I can't. Jitsu, I'm sorry, it's, it's not something I can do. The last time... He puts his hand in front of her and stops her. The last time is not what's important. It is this time that is, and this time you will do it. And I'll grab your hand on my shoulder and just give it a squeeze as like a thank you and clear my troubled. And as you feel yourselves recommitting, gathering back together, getting ready for this surprisingly difficult and surprisingly long fight, <laughs> I think that's where we're going to pick up next time, actually. <gasps> oh, man. Has it been long? Yeah, we've been recording for quite a while. Oh, my gosh. It's been... It feels so fast because I'm having so much fun. I'm so <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy combat. I'm so stressed. Yeah, Rokin is... Uh, he and Camellia together. Turns out they're quite a tour de force. Power couple. Shekels. <laughs> Just not the kind of power couple that you were hoping to run into. It's the power couple we aspire to be, Christian. You're Camellia. So <laughs> does that change your thoughts? I mean, she does have good eyebrows. She has great eyebrows. Are you on board? Okay. Okay, cool. Wow. Just call me Shweaty Boy. Okay, <laughs> Shweaty Boy. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a man who's listening to some nice Jimmy Buffett music in the middle of the swamp if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. I know that song isn't technically by Jimmy Buffett, but I can't remember the name of the guy who actually did write it, and Jimmy Buffett's in it, so that's okay. <laughs> We're also all over social media, at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you want to talk with McKenna about the awesome plays that she's in, then don't be afraid to reach out to us. Now we're going to do a little shout out for our next three Sticker Club patrons. Sticker Club. First off, we've once again got the two-for-one grandparent power duo, Christine Lines and Darren Falter. Woo! 
helping to keep food on their grandkids' tables and showing <laughs> Caleb that they love him and actually are willing to support someone uh, pursuing an artistic career, which is awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and then the last person we're shouting out this time is Deva Tuttle. Hey, I know her. Yeah, Deva, you know, with her background in doing some behind-the-scenes theater sort of stuff, she offered to help Rokin and Camellia to build a bit of a sturdier situation here, but uh, they were a bit too prideful and they rejected Deva's kind offer. Oof. So, you know, joke's on them because their <laughs> thing is falling apart. Yeah, they could have had a much better situation here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go ahead and do a round of plugs. Sweaty Boy, would you like to take that this time? <laughs> Sweaty Boy would love to. Listen, hello, Sweaty folks. Um, it's your boy coming at you live with some wrecks. The first of which is, hey, did you know that we have fake campaigns? What? That's so crazy. We have an awesome backlog, and they're so fun and so wackadoo. And if you want to bring those back... We have our Patreon. Once we get to a certain point, we are going to start bringing those back and better than ever. So go ahead and check that out. And if you join our Patreon, you can join our Discord. And it's super fun. We're talking about spoilers, but not really spoilers. Because we frame them as, hey, this is a spoiler, so we don't spoil it. And then we also have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. It's really fun. They just had an awesome guest star. Um, and they're just doing some fun stuff right now. So please, please, please go check them out. Fantastic group of people. The last plug that is my own personal plug um, is, you know, um, taking care of your body. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I did a pretty good job of taking care of my voice. But modern medicine is modernly amazing. So, eat your apples. Take care of your bodies, everybody. Apple Day keeps the doctor away. We plugged oranges last week. We're plugging apples this week. And next week, we'll be like, Orange, you glad we didn't say banana? <laughs> but, um, I didn't know that Connor was on this episode. <laughs> turns out McKenna turns into Connor when she's not feeling good. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I married you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton, playing a Marukami. McKenna Steele, playing Zaya. And Christian Randall, playing Jetsune of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Caleb, what is your character's name? Amar. Amar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Um...